Well, hello there. You are listening to Jelly and Bean, and this is a show where we talk about all manner of geek topics, tech, movies, TV shows, games, and more, and it's hosted by none other than Brandon Maines, an unlikely hero from the distant lands of the United States, and myself, Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Farrelly, an Apple fanboy with a heart of gold. Today is Friday, the 20th of September 2013, and this is episode 43. Hello, Bean. Hello, Jelly. I'm feeling that we should rebrand ourselves. Not rebrand ourselves, we have to change our logo. Okay. We really have a logo. I mean, we've. But if we did, we'd we'd have to change it. Yeah. Uh, It needs to be flat. Flat? Yeah, like just okay. you know, primary colors and uh, and you know no no special effects on it or anything like no embossing or shadows or anything like that. Well, I, I say if we do that, we just go to the extreme. We need to have it's just a solid color and right. just a rectangle. So just just blue, just a blue rectangle. What, we could we could go the same same direction as as Bing, which has got uh, the, the other day they they announced their new logo, which is like like a triangle kind of yellow like a mustardy yellow triangle shape in the shape that's kind of like a b and then I, it's I got like it, it's got like helvetica or something i don't think i've seen it yet really yeah oh, it's it's out there on the internet new bing logo to go should, alongside should, I, should there. I bing it you should bing it who says bing it <laughs> you should google it is what you should do speaking okay. of they also have have uh, kind of come out saying they're going to have a new logo which is basically the same as the old logo they're just removing the uh the embossing effect on it all the things that make it interesting yeah i guess although <laughs> does the color make it interesting i don't know there's like you know the the colorful things it looks like a clown smurfed i, I think they should <laughs> <laughs> I don't know uh, yeah I... <laughs> I don't know where that came from I yeah, I don't know where to go from here now. I, I, <laughs> 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 but it works either way. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, the, there's all these people that are changing their logos. Yahoo's done it as well. They've changed their logo. They've, it's a bit more drastic than uh, than than Google's was. And uh, Bing's really is just to bring it in line with the rest of the Microsoft uh, family, I guess, because you know Microsoft changed their logo and they changed Windows and then they changed um, uh, Office and uh, it's all kind of this flat thing, and if you line right. them all up, it kind of matches with the the colors of the flag that they had, the window flag, ah. blue, green, yellow, and red. Right. Um. Yeah, but you know, we should change ours, and it should be a flat, solid color, like a blue, like like is on our artwork, and uh, it should just be written in like Helvetica or Futura or something. Jelly and bean, and that's it. That's all it will be. I think. But that's then, good. and hold on. I think if we do that. You need to um, work with all your other, all the other podcasts under the Jelly Style Media, and get them all to change the logos that are similar, so everything kind of like lines up. And then when you like, when you put all the logos on top of one another, you get like the design of you know, like your Iron Man suit. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so in actual news. Well, it's been a boring week, so we're just going to end it here. Okay. Well, if you guys are interested in reading anything that we have uh, talked about today, then 
well, we actually have more. Yeah, so not, not much. We have some. We have some. So remember how uh, when the uh, Xbox One was announced, one of the things that was mentioned was the whole like family sharing of your digital purchases. Right. So the idea was that you could, uh, you would buy the game, it would be installed on your system, and if you wanted to share it with up to what was it, ten people? I think so. Yeah, you could you could do that, and uh, they wouldn't have to pay anything extra for it or anything like that. It would just right. be included in the price of the game. Yeah. Well, uh, Steam, or I guess Valve has announced that uh, Steam's going to be having a family sharing plan as well. Ooh. I guess because it's not really as well since Microsoft's not doing it anymore. So yeah. Valve has announced that Steam's going to be doing a family sharing plan <laughs> instead of Microsoft. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, not not a, a whole lot of details. Uh, the beta for it launches in, well, actually, it says mid-September, but that's kind of now. So, I assume sometime in the, the past and or near future, it will have launched. <laughs> yes, well, in, in, our, in our case, we can be, you, you could be both right, right both ways, because yeah. our future can, is the listener's past, because we're recording this. Uh, on the Wednesday, of course, but on Friday, by the time you guys are listening to it, it's it's at least Friday, at least, and uh, you know all sorts of things have happened by now. For instance, I've I've already picked up my iPhone, probably, yeah. and 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 uh, we we've both grown beards in in this time. Yeah, I yeah. I sprung I, I spring one out every every other night. Like it's just yeah. you know just big and bushy. It, it, it's it's the it's the price we have to pay for being you know such um, pinnacles of manliness. Yes. Yes, there is that. Yeah. Anyway, so the Steam family sharing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got it's got the same um, same limit of people you can share with, so up up to ten. Right. Uh, but you're you're not sharing individual games. You're sharing your whole library. Okay. Which it's like it's it's one of the things that people are like, oh, this this makes it different. But I, I don't understand how that makes it different. You know, it just makes it slightly easier for them to to grab. You know, if they want to do, they want to play Bioshock Infinite instead of Sim City. You know, they just it's more it's easier for them to just go. You know, click that one. But it's not like it's it's not like you couldn't have done that with the proposed Xbox One either. Right. Yeah. Well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And maybe maybe you don't want everyone to see that you're playing the you know my my little pony friendship is magic. Uh you know video game maybe you want to keep that one to yourself that's your favorite video game isn't it Bean? it's my second favorite well, what's your favorite well it's obviously the prequel <laughs> to, to... <laughs> right right yeah. good good um yeah but the, the thing here that um that bothers me so say say i've i, say I have a say I actually had a steam library and say i shared it with you mm-hmm while you're using anything on my library, I can't do anything on Steam. Like, I can't access any of my games. What? That doesn't make any yeah. sense. No, no, it's be- because it's not I'm, not, I'm not like sharing it with you in the sense that we both get access to it. It's, you know, only one person can be using it at one time. Ah, uh, that's, that's no good. Yeah. And that's because no you're sharing, because you're sharing your library as opposed to an individual game, it's not just you know, only one of us can be playing My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. But that, you know, I can't be playing that or any of the other, you know, in in the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic ser- uh, series. I really like saying that fast. It's, it makes it sound like it's not 
something embarrassing. <laughs> well, to be fair, for those who do actually watch My Little Pony Friendship is Magic or, you know, do any of the other various things, I'm sure they don't find it particularly uh, embarrassing. Some of them well, they love should, it. They, they should love find it, it embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's very awful of you. Been, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go on record by by saying that's that's not very nice. You don't, you don't approve of my anti-brony attitude. No, I don't. I don't approve. Not that I'm a brony. I'm, I'm certainly, I'm certainly no brony. Uh, but <laughs> are you, you know, are you, are you a bronophobe? Come on, man. No, no, I, I, I honor their decision <laughs> to be bronies. <laughs> without, without, uh. Without you, you, you neither, accepting you their con- actions, <laughs> you neither condemn nor condone the the act of, <laughs> yeah. of, of being a brony. Yes, exactly. But you know, I, I don't think that I don't I don't think they should be judged based on based on their 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 broniness. Well, there we go. We just lost all our all our brony followers. Uh, that which was pretty much everybody, I think. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty much all we know right now about the uh, Steam family sharing. But to me, like, I, I don't like that's only really useful as far as I can see if, you, you know, if you could guarantee somehow that the people you're sharing with aren't, aren't going to use it, you know, on the days you want to use it. I think this might come as a shock, Bean. Perhaps it's meant for people who probably all play on either the same machine or one of a couple machines in the same house. Uh and you know, with different with different uh, user accounts or whatever, normally, and now they can play each other's games. Maybe it's meant for actual family sharing. I know that's a I, shock. I, I don't understand. But <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think both of us kind of are taking this in the oh, I want to share with you know, I want to share with my mate who lives you know in another city in another state. Uh, you know, I, I want to share my games with with him so that we can, you know, maybe we can play online together or something like that. Right. I, I would think that that was that's kind of rotting the system a little bit. Um, and the fa- family sharing might be designed so that you can, uh, you can kind of manage your own game library, uh, but you can also share with the others, uh, other people in your family, so that you don't have to buy the game several times in order to play it. Like for instance, Mel and I use use two separate computers. Uh, and you know, for instance, I, I I did actually end up buying, uh, the the latest Sim City, uh, and Mel, watching having seen you know me play it over my shoulder, mentioned a passing interest in in you know playing it and trying it out. Um, in order to do that, you I would either have to log into the computer on her account, uh, uh, like uh, under my account to to install the game. Or let her access my computer so that she can play the game, right? Uh, or purchase another copy of the game. That's insane. All of which are kind of hassle, and uh, you know I don't want to have to pay another eighty bucks for a game when she could quite easily play the copy that I already have. So maybe maybe that's that's the sort of situation that this is meant for, and not actually just sharing with any old person. Um, right, no, yeah. and, th- and that makes sense, but, um, but I think part of I think they they're at least aware that 
what people want to use it for because it even in, in one of the restrictions it says borrowers will, borrowers will still be limited by regional restrictions on the original game. You know, which obviously if you're all living in the same house, there's not going to be regional restrictions. So they're at least aware that right. people will attempt to share this with yeah, know, of course. Everybody they of know. Of course. <laughs> and, you know, that's, I, I think that can be taken pretty much for granted that, you know, people are going to want to share it with people that aren't necessarily in the same house or in, you know, uh, are related or anything like that. People are going to want to share their, their games with the, with the people that they know, not just the people that they, you know, have the same blood as. But that being said, the legal, you know, the, the, the whole legal thing of it suggests that the, point of this service is probably to uh, share it with, you know, people that live in the same household as opposed to people that you just know and, you know, want to also play the same games as you. Because, I mean, let's be honest, if they, if they, if we decided that we wanted to play the latest game, uh, let's say GTA 5, which came out uh, just this week. Yeah. Tuesday, I think. Yeah. Tuesday. If they just allowed us to, you know, both play at the same time, technically what we could have been doing is I could buy the game or you could buy the game and then we both have the game. Yeah. Because of because of family sharing. Um and I don't think that's what they want. Like that's that's not the sort of thing that they want to do. So I think this is less of it it's the limitation is in order to try and reduce that sort of usage as opposed to uh as opposed to just, you know, sharing amongst uh friends and family I, I think that the, that would be fine if it was the if you were limited per game right but I think because it's limited per library that's where the issues come up so it's not just it's not even just you want to share SimCity with Mel while you play Grand Theft Auto it's you want to share SimCity with Mel while you don't play at all right Side note: I don't think either of these games are actually available on Steam, but you know, we're the, yeah. the it's more of a it's more of a uh, an example than anything. And the the other thing I find weird about it, though, is that you're you're not authorizing just so you know again. So say you know again with with you and Mel, you're not saying you know Melissa is allowed to access my library. It's the lap you know it's the computer that Melissa is using at the time that she's requesting authorization that's allowed to access your library. So anybody that signs into that computer could technically use my library. Yeah, yeah. that seems really weird. Honestly, yeah. that I mean, there there are a few kind of really weird things to come that come along with that, and then that's one that's one of them, and then the other one is that it locks you out of your entire library uh, while somebody plays a game of yours. That that does strike me as really weird. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a technical issue in the in. That that's kind of come up, comes along with that. It does seem very strange, though. Yeah, because you think you you would think it would be a per account basis, so that you know if if you're on her laptop or she's on your laptop or you know whatever random combination of people moving around, as long as that person is authorized, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter where they are. Right. Yeah. It is. It's very very weird. Well, you know what? Let's talk about Apple. I'll even bring it up this time. I do love talking about Apple. But see, this, this one I feel like maybe a, it is both a positive and a negative. So okay. let, let, let's say you try to make this all rainbows and unicorns, all right? 
Well, that's very easy. Apple is rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> fairly sure. I'm fairly it's, certain. It, every time we mention their names, that their name, rainbows and unicorns, just pop out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, every every Android user that is listening to us right now, all you know, three of them, two of them probably. Uh, is every time that I mention Apple and how one, how wonderful I think Apple is, they they do a you know a noticeable groan and probably roll their eyes and, and, <laughs> and stuff. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh yeah yeah Apple is rainbows and unicorns and too bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The news that that Apple announced is that they're um they're they're adding a feature so that say you have iOS six and right. you want to download. Uh, the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic uh, Apple game, you know, uh, iOS you really, game. You really are into this My Little Pony thing, aren't you? you I'm, I'm fairly certain you're a brony. I, I'm not, but it's one of those things, it's, it's just fun to say. He, uh, I, I think this is a case of he doth protest too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, n- no, because you know, you know what it is? I, I think I'm old enough that the, the only TV show that's like that that I enjoy is, is, is the Powerpuff Girls. Which I guess would, would that have been like our generations, or you know, a bit a bit backs version of, of a brony, uh, a power uh, puffer. <laughs> see, I I know some people that are at least my age, if not older than me, that are probably that are into My Little Pony. I don't think it's got anything to do with age, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody can be a brony. They could okay, be right uh, behind you. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> wait, wait, wait a second. You said Apple's is is a unicorn. A unicorn is just a pony with a horn. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah. okay. uh, the Apple news. Right. So say you want to download the latest Angry Birds game. Yes. <laughs> uh, but the, the latest version, the latest one is, is set to run in iOS 37. And you don't have that yet. So, you know, what normally happens, you're screwed. You can't get it. You have to upgrade or you just don't play it, right? Right. Well, what what Apple wants to, has kind of started to do now is that you, um, it'll pop up and say, you know, oh, you, know you, you can't get the latest version, but would you like to download the latest compatible version? Okay. So you'll get, you know, you'll get Angry Birds version 6 instead of Angry Birds version 37, which which is one of the things, like, I think from a... From a user standpoint, you go, oh, that's, that's great. You know, cause I, I know, I know when I had an iPod, like that's one of the things that annoyed me is that it was a, like it was a second gen iPod. And by the time, you know, the third gen was that I was like, oh, well, I can't really get anything at this point because everything's been, yeah, you know, been upgraded to some fancy, fancy pants new version. And then yeah, I yelled, okay. I yelled at the youngsters to get off my lawn and, you know, it was terrible. So I, I, I see this as a good thing, right? I, I I don't understand how this could be a bad thing because uh and it's and it's got nothing to do with how whether or not I like Apple at all. It's got to do with my mindset as a developer because uh you know it's a lot of work to uh it's a lot of work to up, like to go through to update apps for for the new version. It makes it even dip more difficult when you've got to you've got to keep that uh the backwards compatibility thing going. Um and up until now, really, what we've had to do is, uh, you know, is is do that is make versions backwards compatible as far back as we, as we feel that the users need, 
and uh, with with a lot of the changes in iOS seven, that's really really difficult um, because of the, there's a lot of underlying stuff that's changed and all that sort of business. Right. And when we get to you know iOS thirty seven, it's probably going to be even even you know a, a, a even bigger divide. This basically puts the option in the user's hands to say, you know, okay, sure, you can't run the the newest version, but you can run something that will probably work. Um, I mean, that being said, that doesn't mean that it, pro- it that it will, because there's other factors that are involved. But uh, you know, that it's a step in the right direction, I think. Well, I think I think the negatives right now, at least as as far as as me and and the rest of the internet can see, is that. First off, a- Apple hasn't told anyone there, or hasn't kind of announced it to everyone saying this is what we're going to be doing. So it's kind of, when yep. you, you know, like if you like, you know, you have uh, iOS apps, correct? Yeah. 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 Well, you'd like to know, of, oh, is, is that is that app that you that version that you thought no one was using anymore? Is that suddenly going to become available? You go, oh, crap, I didn't I didn't right. fix, you know, that that bug that happens that, you know, such and such a thing because I just. You know, told everyone, well, they need to upgrade if they want the the new feature, if they want this, and they'll have, they'll have to go back and you know, if people are actually going to be using that, I'll have to figure out, okay, do I need to fix? Do I actually have to go back and fix that? And that that even being said, right now there's no there's nothing in place to do that. You can't go back and re-release an old version, unless I'm wrong. Is is there any? I, I don't I don't think there well, is. Um, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, and that that seems like. Sure, I mean that that can be a problem, but I would like to think that app developers have more sense than to release a version of an app that is that for, for, like because it's un like when it's unfinished, right? I mean, yeah, sure, there are going to be things like bug fixes that are going to come in late in later releases, and sometimes those bug fixes are in new versions of apps. There, there is no point at which an app gets to be completely bug free. Right. Um, they always have bugs because that's just the nature of the beast. But if if users are going to be continuing to use older versions of the operating system, they kind of have to expect that they're not going to get all the newest and latest stuff. And right. I think that I think that's probably the point, the stance that Apple is taking here, because they want people to upgrade. They want people to get the newer version of the software, mostly because they want the money. I won't, I won't, I won't lie to myself there, but you know, also because it actually does. You know, there, there are other benefits to it as well. You know, there are operating system bugs that uh, that cause havoc. There are newer features that make things easier for the developer to fix the problem. Um, you know, and that, I mean, to to you know, without getting too uh, caught up in in developer related uh, topics, which is not really the point of this podcast. You know, the, the, that that sort of thing has happened with, with one of my apps where I've kept it in perpetual iOS 5 compatibility because a lot of my users are using iOS 5, but a lot of my users are also using iOS 6 and 7, like are going to be using 7 now. So, right. uh, so that means that because of the people that are still using iOS 5, because they have to, because their devices don't, don't uh, support anything newer, Right. Uh, that that means that the other users are you know basically stuck with older with like with uh with you know basically older software right. and lots of cruft that has had that I've had to create in order to make that stuff work so 
I would see this as a good thing because it means that I can now let I can now safely let go of iOS five, move on to iOS, you know, to supporting iOS seven, and uh, know that my users at least are still going to be able to get a version of the app that they can run. They're not going to be forced to update to a version of the app that they can't run or or anything like that. You know, they're not going to find that it's no longer available for them at all. Yeah. Um, which would be a worse situation, I would think. I agree. and But I think what Apple needs to do and what they haven't done is that right now there's no way for you to go in and say, well, you know, I, I don't want the 4 version of the app available for download because, you know, there were tons of problems with that and, you know, it never probably got solved or whatever. Right now it's just kind of like a everything you've previously, you know, uploaded is is available, assuming it's, you know, the latest compatible version for whatever device they're they're trying to download it with. Right. Yeah, look, I, I think that in the short term, this is probably going to be an issue because there are going to be versions of apps that don't necessarily run. And I mean, there are other problems other than just bugs and stuff like that. Like there are things like, you know, the APIs that are behind them will probably change. You probably can't go back in time and download an old version of a Twitter client because the API cl- the API stuff of it uh, that, that, run, that basically runs the app won't work anymore. Right. Um, but that's, you know, that... That's not something that anybody can do anything about. You can't, you can't perpetually uh, support software like that. It's just yeah. it is not a it's not a possibility. And I'm not I'm not defending people that you know create apps and and make a run for it with with the money that they make from them. It's more you know people people actually do put a lot of work into into good apps, and uh, you know to I think this is probably a benefit for app creators. As much as it is for uh, for the people that use the apps, um, because for, for the app creators, it means that they can you know they can basically let go and not have to continually support old versions because right. they know that old versions are gonna you know they're gonna be available for in you know for continuous you know download by people using old versions of software. Uh, it does, however, mean that they will have to, you know, they that they might have to put a bit more effort into making sure that their releases are, you know, as bug free as possible before they move move on to a newer version, you know, of of the iOS frameworks. Yeah, you, you also have to worry about like d- divergent uh, development tracks, or you know, your, you know, version six is still being updated as people come up with issues, as you're also, you know, you've already released version seven, and that's being. Right. You know, updated as well. So, I mean, there's a bit, there's a bit of thing. And, and that's why I think it's one of the things like you pointed out, it is a good thing for users and possibly a good thing for developers, but you need to have the, the option to go, it's fine, but, but not that one. Definitely not that one. You, you know, just a bit more, I guess, control just so you, you know, cause obviously, you know, you don't want to, like we said before, you don't want to release a version that you can't either can't support or don't want, don't want to anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, uh, as far as I as far as I can tell, I think that uh, the uh, I mean they they can always release a version before they move on to iOS seven. I mean, it's not it's not necessarily the best solution, but there is a solution out there, and that is just to release a an, a version of that particular before you before you move on to you know new iOS seven stuff, uh, release an an update that that squashes as many bugs as you can before and then move on. Um, I mean, it's not, and it's not perfect. And yeah, sure, there should be a way of of actually, you know, maintaining that. And perhaps there will be in the future. We we don't know. Uh, I mean, they're only really kind of just coming out with this now. It's not, 
it's not something that's been out for a while or anything like that. Uh, and I mean, that's why it's news, really. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, it's every, there is every possibility that this actually won't work out being very, very well. Like, does that even make sense? There is every possibility that this won't turn out very well for, for uh, a, as a feature and they might have to do things to fix, you know, fix any kind of problems and that might be one of them, allowing developers to decide which versions of apps are going to be available. Uh, but on the other hand, they, um, you know, it, 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 this is good for users. Uh, it is good for app developers in, in many ways, uh, not just one or two. So... I don't see. I don't necessarily see that there being a huge problem with this. I think it will be. I think it will be fine. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think there's really anything else to say about that. Um, yeah, I mean it's not all rainbows and unicorns, but it's uh, there is still plenty. There is still plenty of good there, as much as there is, you know, negative sides sides to this. But I mean that that's the case with all new new things. New things come with side effects and they have to be fixed over time. That's that's the case. That's how software works. Well, maybe that's how you do software, but mine comes out perfect the first time. All right, I see. I see you're bean, man. I I can't how how can I even try to compete with you? I'm I'm glad you finally come to that realization. So, there we've got heaps of movie stuff that we can talk about. And we've got a little while, I think. I'm looking at my numbers, and we're about halfway through the episode. Mm. Okay, so we can we can talk about some movie things. Um, I love Riddick. I love the like. I, I love Pitch Black. I love uh, to a lesser extent. I love the the uh, the second movie that came out after it, which I felt like it was a bit. Uh, it was a bit too much of a blockbustery type thing okay. and kind of it left the feeling like it, it tried to change the feeling of the franchise too much um, because the original movie Pitch Black had a lot of I don't know it kind of felt a little bit indie and it was very rough in places uh, whereas the newer movie was lots of special effects and I don't know I guess it kind of felt a little bit like the uh like Star Wars and the prequels. Okay. In a way. Um I mean in 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 a way not not it wasn't probably wasn't quite that bad. <laughs> but uh you know there's a new movie coming out which is just called Riddick. I I feel like I need to preface this discussion by telling you that I have not seen any of the movies. Oh, what? Seriously? Not even Pitch Black? Well, once once I do remember watching part of it, like the first 10 or so minutes, and then I vaguely remember being distracted and then just not going back to it. Oh, Pitch Black is so good. So good. I love that movie so much. I'm not sure that it makes my top five, but it definitely makes my top 10. Okay. It's that so good. It's, it's, like a, it's like a seven. Something something like that. You know, it's it's definitely in there. Um. It was a great movie. Like, it, there's, I mean, th- there are problems with it, sure, but you know, it was uh, for for what it was, it was amazing, and also it was filmed in Australia. So, does that. that make it an Australian film? No, God, okay. no. <laughs> because it's actually good. See, 
Oh, uh, okay. yeah, if, that makes sense. if it was an Australian film, it would be really, really bad. That's I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Um, but you know, it was it was good, and I mean, it had some Australian actors in it and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed the film. I, like I enjoyed it when it came came out. I enjoyed uh, Chronicles of Riddick to a lesser extent, um, mostly because, like I said, it was a bit more blockbustery and special effectsy and kind of stuff like that. But it did, you know, it was it was still Riddick at heart, and that that was that was terribly exciting. Um, and there is an anime that nobody talks about in the middle of those. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called, but I have it in my collection. And I'm going to look it up while I continue talking. Um, so the anime uh, kicks in immediately after uh, Pitch Black ends. And it just kind of continues, I think. It do- doesn't end before Chronicles of Riddick. Because Chronicles of Riddick is uh, supposedly years later. So that wouldn't work. Um, but, it, you know, it, it kind of kicks in afterwards. And we see a little bit more of, of some of the characters that we, that you know, survived Pitch Black. Okay. So now I know people die in Pitch Black. Thanks, Jelly. You've ruined the movie for me. Well, it is kind of a thriller. <laughs> it wouldn't really be a thriller if people didn't die, would it? It wouldn't be a good one, that's for sure. Yeah. All all the good ones, people die. They all die at the end. <laughs> Everyone dies eventually. <laughs> eventually Riddick dies. Not in that movie, but, you know, in, in the future. Maybe they won't make a movie about it, but maybe they will. Who knows? <laughs> just, just a movie of him being really old, just 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 sitting there. <laughs> so that being all that being said, um, I'm really keen to see the new movie, and uh, I mean I haven't yet because of a lack of time. I'm hoping that it will be that it will be better than than the second one, in some ways. I know that some people have had problems with it, and some people have loved it. So, hmm, hmm. I, I just wanted to quickly look up the Riddick movie. First of all, I want to point out, how did we not know this was coming out until, like, right now? I knew it was coming out. I've been I, following I, I, it for ages. I feel like this is the first I've actually heard of it, but maybe I've just somehow skimmed over all the news because I said, oh, Riddick, I don't know what that is. Next, you know. Yeah, that's, that sounds reasonable because, yeah, I've, I have been following it for a while. I've been... uh kind of patiently waiting for it to come out. Uh, Mel's not going to go and see it with me because she doesn't she doesn't really get into that sort of thing. Um and also I think she has taken some of the negative things that people have been saying about it uh as reasons not to watch it whereas I'm just all like it's got Riddick in it. I don't need anything else. The <laughs> anime that comes between the two movies is called Dark Fury. That's what it's called. Okay. And I think you, you forgot to mention the best point about the, the Riddick movie. What's that? Carl Urban is in it. Is he? Yeah. I knew Katie Sackhoff was in it. I didn't actually know. No, you're right. Yes. He, he is in it. Please. He's like your favorite. Now you, now you definitely have to go and see it. Yeah. He, he's like he's like the uh, the white Don Cheadle. Like, he, he makes everything better. <laughs> Uh, we just, we still just need them to be in something together that will just, it'll just blow your mind. It'll, you'll never be the same. You know, it'd be great. I, I, I've heard that, um, uh, Jerry, uh, Bruckheimer is, is going to make like new Beverly Hills Cop movies. Oh, really? 
Yeah. I, oh, I, please I, tell me that t- that he's talking about putting those two in those roles. That's that's what I think. I think that would be great. <laughs> uh, speaking of people remaking movies, uh, did you hear that Roland Emmerich is planning on rebooting Stargate? I did, and until this point, I had wiped it from my memory because of how terrible it was to read to read those lines on on a blog. And and yet you've brought it back up. I'm I'm sorry, I I I'm sorry. I I will say though, I uh, I did go and see White House Down with Mel on Saturday afternoon, and uh, it was really good, really really good. And that's by that's by Emery. Um, so I think he m- maybe he could pull it off. I mean, it was. Well, it would definitely be different to the TV shows. No, no, no. Here's the problem, though, is that it's not just like it would be more stories set in the same universe. He's essentially said he's re- that it will it will be a reboot essentially. So he will be ignoring the entirety of of the TV series and the two spinoffs, which which I I cannot cannot abide because because Richard Dean Anderson. Need, need I say more? If you ask me to say more, I will just repeat his name. <laughs> and Teal'c. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna throw Teal'c in there. Who Who would want to get rid of Teal'c? Yeah, that's just that's just mean. That's and what more that importantly, is. and more importantly, who would want to get rid of McKay? I, I think True. I think we can safely say that everybody loves McKay. Really? Why would we want to get rid of any of them? They yeah. they are all near and dear to our hearts. Um. I mean that being that being said, like you know, I I think there's still a place for like there would be still a place for the Stargate series, uh, like the TV shows that have already been released. I don't think they're ever going to make a new one. I think Stargate Universe probably uh, was a big enough flop that they're just not gonna they're not gonna push any further with them because. But I mean, I mean the problem with that was that they. Uh, they left the feeling of the original TV shows, and they didn't like they they had a very different it had a very different feel to the other ones because it was trying to be Battlestar Galactica yeah. in it, many it, ways. It was also the, the, what really bothered what what made me stop watching what like the weirdness that just kind of said I'm like all right that's good enough I don't care is when they did the whole like have you seen have you actually watched it yeah. Yeah, I've watched okay. it all the way through. Yeah, see, I, I I couldn't watch it all, and the the point where I stopped was when they started to switch bodies with people back on Earth, and then have sex with people, and like that's that's like a hundred times of weird. You, you know what I mean? Like, so, so <laughs> say, say weird. you know, say you were on this 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 trip, and then you switch bodies with someone back on Earth, and then you came to visit your wife. Like that that's not. It's not like she looks at you and, and sees you. She looks at she'll look at that person whose body you're currently inhabiting and see that person. Like so many things about that are uncomfortable. And and it just completely glosses over that fact. Like you're because it you know, it goes to the whole like instead of showing you the other person when they're doing the whole like, you know, slow mo kissing you. scenes, they show the person who's who's inhabiting the body. I'm like, yes. no, no, no. That's that's creepy. I I uh. Yeah, that, no, that is, I, that I understand is not that. Right. <laughs> I understand that. I I managed to get past that. I I watched the whole the whole thing. Uh, I got past that because they they did like that was just simply taking the, the an element of you know SG one I think it was that they did that uh, in order to 
communicate with the people on the Ori planet. Yeah. And they that was kind of their tie back to, you know, the the original Stargate stuff as well as having a cameo by by uh RDA. Um but I got past that. Um but in in the end, like the, the it did have like the, the whole th- the whole point of this show was that it was a darker feeling uh you know, series to what the original uh what what's SG one was about and you know and, and Atlantis Atlantis as well. Um so that with all that in mind, rebooting the series, I don't necessarily think it would be terribly bad. I mean it probably it could be bad. I'm not I'm not gonna say that it's you know, that just because he that, you know, this that uh Emmerich is the guy that uh I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong by the way. Uh, just because he's the guy that came, you know, that that made the original movie, doesn't mean that he can get, you know, a, a new trilogy correct because that's what they're talking about doing, aren't they? I think. I think so, but I think I think also what we're missing is that it wasn't really the movie that made. I, at least I don't know how it was for you, but for me, it wasn't the movie that really made me go, "This is great." The movie wasn't bad; like it was definitely it was a good movie. But the series is what was great. Like that was to me, that was what was right. entered. Like I enjoyed the movie. It was like, oh, okay, you know, like some some neat parts of the the series is where you actually were like, I I love this thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and that's fair. That's fine. I I loved I loved SG one. Like SG one is possibly the best, the best of all of them. Uh, I I I mean, really, we're only talking about competing with with the latest here. Uh, and I would say that it's probably better than Atlantis up until about I think it's season eight, whichever season that uh, RDA leaves, that's when it gets bad. As soon as he is like off the team and off doing his own business, yeah. and basically just guest starring, that's when that's that's just it just stops. That's when you should just stop watching because that's when it gets bad. In my well, mind. No, I don't think it was. It wasn't terrible. I I, I, will, I will agree. It definitely was not as good. Because you know RDA was great at the, like the the one liners, you know yes. that 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 fit that it was it didn't feel like they were forced one liners like they were it, it you know it, you must to say it felt real because you you felt like that yeah of course that's what he's gonna say you know yeah <laughs> yeah look I in all honesty like of course it's never going to live up to it uh, up to what you know the the SG one is going to in in our minds uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean it, it can't be a good thing. Uh, reboots can sometimes be better. I can't think of one. <laughs> um, <laughs> not off the top of my head, but you know, there there is no reason why he couldn't do a really great film series. Uh, that is completely different to the to the TV shows because we can still enjoy the TV shows, and we're not going to get any more, or at least I don't think we're going to get any more. That's my prediction, anyway. Uh, there is not like uh, like I said, um. The original, uh, sorry, the uh, Stargate universe was enough of a flop that they're not that that I think it'll stop them from making anything new with it. Um, and if this is the way that we're going to get more Stargate stuff, then I'm perfectly happy to give it a shot, as long as he does it kind of right, I guess. Yeah, I, I, so I think it's one of those things. No matter what we say about it, we're probably going to go see the movies. If assuming it comes out of them, we're going to go see them anyway. Just because we can, yeah. and because they're Stargate movies. Yeah. But even that, when and you I think mean, about, I, I, I just want to point out, like, so say, say he's rebooting. That means 
is not going to be James Spader or Kurt Russell or, or like even the people where you go, those guys that like the movie, it's going to be completely different. Yeah. And I mean, that's not, that's not a bad thing either because let's be honest, Kurt Russell and James Spader have grown up. That's true. As has, as has RDA and uh, Michael Shanks. They are all looking much older than they were. But you know, you know who still looks good? David Hewlett McKay. He's he's good. I, f- I follow him on Twitter. He's in a, he's entertaining. Yes. Yeah. So, but look, I, I think I think that if we can get if we can get new Stargate, and this is the way that we're going to get it. I'm not I'm not against the idea. I don't necessarily have to like it in order to uh, to be hopeful for it. At the same time, you know, in the same way that I'm I don't necessarily like Star Wars, but I'm still hopeful that they'll do interesting things with the franchise because right. it's it's still a good thing. I uh, I think I think this could this could be good. I'm not going to I'm not going to uh you know denounce it just simply because of the fact that it's you know that he's de- how dare he you know take on the the greatness that is SG1. How dare he do something without the blessing <laughs> of RDA. Uh it's you know he he's the guy that originally you know put together the Stargate movie which is what everything that we we know and love about Stargate is based on so i'd like to see where he goes with it yeah but yeah like i said i'll still go see it either way and you know ho- hopeful it's good but i just as long as it has a cameo somewhere of richard dean anderson i think i'll be all right <laughs> like like even if even if there's a character in there who goes, you know who my favorite actor is? Richard Dean Anderson. And, and that's it. That's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there, there is another there is another franchise that is getting a, uh, well, they're getting a spinoff. It's not necessarily a reboot, but they're getting a spinoff. And that was announced, I think, this past week as well. Uh, it was announced on the 12th. So that's what, like, last Thursday. It was announced before we recorded. But I think we can talk about it anyway. <laughs> was it before or after? It might have been after we recorded, but before we p- published. I don't know. Anyway, so there is a movie franchise that uh, is, I guess, loved. I guess there are people that kind of like it. Would, <laughs> would you say that? Yeah, it, it has a couple yeah. of fans. Yeah. Um. So they're going to be, the, the, it was announced last week uh, that they are going to be producing a spin-off uh the franchise is of course harry potter that that's slightly well-known uh you know franchise and uh so what the idea is that uh it's going to be not necessarily connected i mean it's going to be connected but it's not going to be you know a prequel or a sequel or anything like that to the you know to the actual harry potter story it's going to be somewhat separated from it and uh (laughs) It's going to be based on one of the one of the books in the world, I guess, which is kind of weird. Like it's meta. Like it's a book. It's- yeah, like it's they're they're taking a book out of the world, which I mean exists in real life because uh, J.K. J.K. Rowling actually did write the the book uh, as well as one of those you know expanding the the world kind of kind of thing, aka right. like, make it rain money. <laughs> uh, the book is called fantastic beasts and where to find them 
which I guess we could all use a little of in our lives. I I like Fantastic Beasts, and I'm supposing yeah. this book will help me find them. Yeah, and I, and I bet all the Fantastic Beasts you love are ponies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm I'm fairly certain. The more that you the more that you poke <laughs> the poke this, I'm fairly certain that you're a brony and that you're just trying to hide it because you are ashamed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the the book is is like I think it's from this that they something that they read at school. Here's where my Harry Potter knowledge uh, comes comes out. This is about as much as I know about it. Uh, it's written, and some of it I'm reading off a page. Uh, it's it's written by in the in the world. It's written by a guy named uh, Newt Scout Scamander Scamander Scamander. Yep. It's written by that guy. Yeah, just we're just going to call him Newt. Yeah, <laughs> we're just going to call him Newt. Uh, and uh, it's going so the 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 movie is going to be based around around him, the guy that wrote the book, Newt Scamander. <laughs> I had to try one more time. Anyway, so uh, it's going to be based in New York, and it's more importantly, it's going to be written by J.K. Rowling, actually, as in. Uh, the the actual uh, screenplay that they're going to be using as as the uh, you know as the script will be will be written by J.K. Rowling. Okay, that's interesting. Um, she didn't do. I don't think she had anything to do with the films, did she? Like with the with the screenplays for the Harry Potter films that we already have. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. And that's why. And that's. Uh, I think that's part of the reason she's actually getting so involved now because. Um, if you know anything about Harry Potter, you pro- you ought to know that uh, she is very protective of it. She yes. she what has to do with everything that comes out of the Harry Potter uh, franchise because she wants to make sure that it's true to what she had in mind when she wrote the book uh, books. Uh, so you know, as part of doing the movies, she was involved in like she was involved in uh, in you know things like costume design and set design and stuff like that because she wanted to be you know she wanted to make sure that it looked like the world that she had in her head. Uh, right. I, I'm, she was involved as well with the creation of the uh, of the theme park uh, area at at um, Orlando uh, Universal uh, Islands something something Islands uh, Adventure. That's the one. Uh, and so, you know, she's she's very protective of it and she's very kind of like, yeah, I I want this to be this is this is how it how Harry Potter is. Like she uh she doesn't like it for, you know, she she doesn't want anybody to be writing stuff that extends the world of Harry Potter. I mean, fa- fan uh fan fiction aside, uh you know, she 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 wants the world to be only what she has written. Uh, there is no extended universe novels. There are no, uh, you know, prequels that are considered canon or anything like that. Right. Um, it's only uh, the only stuff that we know for sure in the Harry Potter world is the stuff that she has actually written. And so, uh, you know, it, it kind of makes a lot of sense that she's taking that, like taking this job on. It also possibly means that her book, a couple of books that, you know, she released uh, outside of Harry Potter haven't done as well as she hoped well i'm pretty sure they all like it wasn't there one she like the detective novel she released under a pseudonym and then as soon as people found out it was her it sold like 
There I was going to sold like hotcakes, but I don't know how well hotcakes actually sell. There were two books that she's released. Uh, she's released one. She released one under her own name, and I can't remember yeah, the, what the name of it. Is casual of Vacancy, I think. That's the one. Good work. I, I only know this because Ruby has it in the in the bookcase. <laughs> yeah, Mel has it as well. We we bought it in London of all places, uh, and she read it I think on the plane home or something like that. The, and then there's the detective one that she wrote under a pseudonym that as soon as everybody found out, you know, it was just like, oh, this, you know, everybody was like, you found out that it's J.K. Rowling's book, so now read it. Why don't you? <laughs> Jolly good. And just because they sell well doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be good. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean that, yeah. that they're getting a good reception. I would think that she's going to, she's returning to this, to, you know, her Harry Potter uh, Ruth, because I mean, let's be honest. I don't think anything that she can do, uh, at least, is going to ever match it in you know in size or scope. Because most yeah. most authors, you know, would would gladly write a, a you know a seven book series of, about you know something that gets you know as as popular as Harry Potter is. I've, it's very unlikely. Uh, and I'm not saying anything. That's not saying anything about her talent or anything like that. It's just extremely unlikely that she's ever going to do a series or a book that is going to be as popular as Harry Potter. Uh, has right. Been. So it's very possible that she's returning to the Harry Potter world to with films and stuff like that to uh, spruce up a bank account a little bit. I, I think she probably has more than enough at this point. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, but you know, it's it's always nice Brett, to have more. You know. Yeah. Look. You know sprucing is is not necessarily does not necessarily mean that you haven't got enough it just means that you know why not why not have a little bit more now i'm going to um i'm going to blow your mind a bit here so uh according to the wikipedia entry for fantastic beasts the, the textbook within the world um newt is a uh is he, he's a you know obviously he's a fan of animals because that's you know his book's all about fantastic beasts, but that his his mother bred hippogriffs when he grew up, so he's got he's a, now just just hold hold it on as a fact, just hold on to that. So his mother bred hippogriffs. Um, in in the movie version of Prisoner of Azkaban, Newt's name shows up on the Marauders map, so he's somewhere on Hog at in Hogwarts. Right. Uh, during this time. Um, and, you know, they, the, the wiki page says that, you know, maybe he showed up to deal, to see, to see Buckbeak, who was about to be, you know, executed during that scene or during that movie, book, whatever. But that doesn't make any sense because he died before, uh, Hippo, before Buckbeak was shown to the class, which means one thing and one thing only. What's that? That Newt is an is an animagus and is turned into a hippogriff and is in fact Buckbeak, and that that is going to be the twist ending of of this new trilogy. See, my mind would probably be blown right now if I understood any of that at all. <laughs> okay, well, well, once Mel listens to the podcast, you can just ask her to explain it to you. <laughs> uh yeah yeah but yeah like uh, you know maybe maybe this is uh maybe this is going to be good who knows uh i know that some people like the harry potter trilogy 
trilogy. The trilogy of seven. Some <laughs> yeah. people like the the Harry Potter uh, franchise, like the movie franchise. Seven and some trilogy. people, yeah, some people really don't like it because of the well, it's eight movies really, isn't it? Uh, uh, is that sep septology? Septology. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, but that being, you know, that and so that being said, you know, it, it could really go either way here. And I mean, she's never written a film screenplay before as far as i'm aware so who knows really who knows who knows anyway anyway uh i'm gonna cut it short i'm gonna that's well it's not really short i mean we we kind of uh it's not really short at all it's more that we we're out of time (laughs) so so uh if you guys are interested in reading any, reading about any of the stuff that we have talked about here today, uh, Stargate, uh, Harry Potter um, thingy, uh, and uh, or any of the other stuff, like the Apple stuff or anything like that, we will be putting everything that we used uh, in our show notes, which are on the interwebs. And you can go to jellyandbean.co forward slash 43. And that is where you will find all the goodies. All the goodies. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can do that as well. We have uh, we, we have a Twitter account and we have an app.net account and we have a way for you to email us. The Twitter account is underscore jelly and bean. Uh, that's completely spelled out. Jelly A and A and D bean. Uh, you can go to app.net, which is just jelly and bean. Or you can talk. You can uh, send us an email from the website. The website is jellyandbean.co forward slash contact, and uh, we will read whatever you send us and laugh, cry, depending on whatever the <laughs> email is about. Uh, you can also t- talk to us individually. Bean is on Twitter as Brandroid Attack. B R A N D R O I D. A double T A C K, and I am at Jilly Bean Soup. That's all that we have for you this week. We have had a wonderful time talking to you, uh, as as always, as always, and we look forward to talking to you again next week. We will see you then. We will see you on the other side. Bye. <laughs>